0: You're listening to Are You Happy Business Podcast on Captivate.
1: Hi, everyone. It's again Art with the Are You Happy Business Podcast. And today I got a special guest with me. Welcome, Jill. Ah, Thanks so much for having me. Jill, um, perhaps you've seen our previous episodes, but uh, normally the Are You Happy Business Podcast is all about you and your craft. So who is Jill and what does she do? <laughs>
0: So, uh, so I am um, the mother of three kids, I'm two biological, one non-biological. I got a husband. I got a couple of cats. I got a lot of people relying on me for their existence, um, uh, and that's kind of who I am at my core and what makes me happy. Um, but uh, also, uh, you know, as you know, run this company, kiss and kin, which is an old-fashioned term for friends and family, named that way specifically because we know that there is no one way that people care for those they care about.
1: That's awesome. And I love the name, by the way.
0: <laughs> Thanks so and much.
1: It's so aesthetically pleasing when I, when I look at it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Trying to find a new name in, for any company, especially one that's uh, health-related, is, uh, is not without uh-huh. challenges. challenges.
1: That's, that's absolutely true. Um, how did you get into this? How did you start working in this industry?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I always say I'm a little bit eclectic on paper. I'm a closet CPA by trade. I spent eight years in public accounting, um, but most of my time there was spent in healthcare and also in the social services sector. And then from there went to um, uh, United Way, where I spent 14 years. So if you're familiar with United Way, it's a social service organization focused on education, income, and health, um, and I was CFO, COO, and then uh, CEO from 2008 to 2014 before going back into kind of the belly of the beast into the healthcare payer space and then into the early stage space uh, later in my career. So I've kind of always been somewhat in healthcare, um, you know, healthcare, healthcare adjacent, but uniquely been able to not just be in the type of healthcare proper space, but also, you know, my experience, particularly my experience at United Way, um, gave me a lot of opportunity to really understand the human at the center of the journey. And that's really all of that is what came together for Kith and Kim.
1: That's awesome. Um, uh, I wanted to ask, so, so everyone better understands what is all, uh, what is Kith and Kim, pardon me, all about?
0: Yeah, so. Um, One of the main
1: services, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we always say that we're a tool for caregivers, but we're not a caregiving tool. Um, so we we always say we affectionately, uh, we exist to, to uh, handle what we affectionately refer to as the shit show of managing health information. The stuff that you've mm-hmm. got in texts and emails <laughs> and notes on your phone and documents you've downloaded from the very secure patient portal and emailed to yourself so that you could find them later. Um, not to mention the folders and the three ring binders, right? So, um, you know, the challenge is like, look, we've all got patient portals. We've spent hundreds of billions of dollars on healthcare technology. You know, but health is such health care is such a small part of overall health and the human who sits at the center of these journeys, whether it's the person who is the, the patient or the individual who's struggling or the family support structure or your kith and kin, which is the old fashioned term for friends and family, um, you know, those multiple different support structures, you know, they're left with a smartphone, a patient portal and a three ring binder. And we're like, hey, good luck to you. And, you know, what we really were, were incented to do was help people find a way to better manage health the way they manage life and think a little differently about how you actually engage the human in their journey, because we've spent 20 plus years trying to pretend that we were going to solve consumer health care by putting a digital front door on data right. people don't understand and don't know how to engage with. Versus trying to kind of build a tool actually for the person that allows them to do simple things like take pictures, make notes, store documents, all of those things that they do in their everyday life but put them all together in one place to enable them to tell their story and become really a more effective consumer of healthcare, um, But most importantly, a more effective advocate for the people they care for and about.
1: That's awesome. Very well done. Very well done to you and your team. for creating something that essentially helps the ones that need our help the most. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in ways that work for them, right? I mean, I think most people would argue healthcare today doesn't really work for them. Um, Despite what I know, you know, from spending a lot of years in the industry or very valiant efforts to do so, Mm we just, um, you know, the system quote unquote, isn't hardwired to actually best support human behaviors. It's best, wired to support compliance and structure and data um, and none of which is really in human nature and it's why we still kind of have this massive dichotomy between you know the system that's supposed to care right and Mm -hmm. the human who cares so deeply and there's still such a massive chasm between the two no matter how hard we've tried Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's very well said um i think i think overall uh, our system lacks caring in, in 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 general and and caring mostly in the in the human aspect because we all as you said uh, earlier we we have technology we have everything that backs it up, but when it comes to and and normally the patients all they need sometimes is just someone that actually is listening to them yeah and so and so that is that is very powerful. I again want to congratulate you Jill um but after all this. Are you happy?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it depends on the day, right? You caught me on a Monday morning, um, and uh, yeah, no. I mean, I am. Look, I it's it, it's interesting. I think that happiness has to come from from within, right? It has to be something at your core that um, is. For me, this is deeply rooted in my values, right? This work that I'm doing is is a passion for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd argue, and you know, some of the very uh, the, you know it feels like a bit of a a calling almost, right? So it's been a huge part of my um, mm-hmm. my background has been in spending time trying to get systems that don't work really well for the people who need them to work differently. So, you know for me, this works really hard to do. And I get that because we've been at it for, you know, 30 years, but I'm kind of spent my whole life pushing the boulder uphill mm-hmm. because I believe that it really matters once you get to that top and it'll snowball getting down the other side. I think that there's just, you know, my whole life has been spent trying to find tipping points and systems that are fundamentally broken. Um, and I just love that. You know, that's, that's, what makes me happy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. What would you say to someone that is struggling with happiness?
0: You know, it's funny because somebody asked me, gosh, now it was a long time ago, probably 20 years ago. Um, how do you define success? And I, I, you know, I said, uh, I don't know, you know, success is interesting. It's different for each person, but it's, you know, success for me is knowing what makes you, be, makes you happy and then being happy when you have that. And it is a struggle because you have to, you do have to figure that out. And sometimes you actually have to like do some soul searching and sit and figure it out. I'm not someone who's particularly reflective. Um, but I do, I do trust my instinct and I know what feels right to me. So that's always been the way I've been able to kind of figure out because there's a lot of, um, you know, I always say to people, look, in, in your life, you've got to find ways to shed the shoulds, right? Like there's, so many things that the world thinks you should do and those things don't make you happy um, and I'm not saying things like you shouldn't you know you should go to school you should you know there's, there are some basics right that I think that you should but there's there's just also a lot of stuff in in modern culture that people you know believe that you should do whether it's as a parent or as a child of a page a parent or a family member or anything and you can't do it all and mm-hmm. so you've got to figure out in that world how to not be defined by all of the shoulds. Because if you are, you're just gonna consistently fail because there's no way to keep up with all that. If you kind of fall into that trap, people will should all over you. And so mm-hmm. you just you mm-hmm. kind of have to find that from within and um and and be okay with that, right? Because for me, you know, people have said my whole life they're like, wow, you get so much done. I'm like, yeah, I do it in incredible number of things, very mediocre, uh, mm. because, I don't, you know, because it doesn't matter to me, like they don't, uh-huh. those things need to get crossed off my list, and that's okay, yeah. but it's been mm. about kind of, for me, it's been about figuring out what are the most important things to be done really well, and if you really sit and reflect personally, there's not that many of them. Like there's mm-hmm. really not many of those that need to be done to perfection. And if you mm-hmm. can just kind of get focused on what those specific things are, I think it's a game changer.
1: I think that's very well said. I never thought about it this way. Myself. Uh, I normally tell when I, when I'm on a task, I try to do, um, the best out of it, you know, and just because, um, just because I think that it satisfies myself. But I don't think this is uh, efficient enough. I don't believe. Uh, I think you made a great point by, by telling us that actually we need to to separate these tasks into buckets. What is what is crucial for us to, to conduct on a very high level and what just needs to be done. Yeah, so,
0: it's funny uh, you said that word bucket because I used to call it my bucket list. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, not the bucket list you think, but typically yeah. refer to it. But I'm like, you know, I got <laughs> my bucket list. I got my bucket of things that need to be done flawlessly. And I got my bucket of things that need to be done mediocre. And the problem mm-hmm. is when you put too much in the perfection bucket, the wrong things leak over into mediocrity. Mm-hmm. If you choose carefully and put the right things in the right bucket right from the beginning, You actually get things done the way they need to be done and you Mm -hmm. get to control that. And to me, that has brought me great happiness because then, you know, I feel like I can live up to my own expectations. um, Whereas if I filled them, put everything in the perfection bucket, I never would.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Jill, um, if there was a message you could get across the whole world, what would that be?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, a message I could get across to the whole world. Um, wow, this is a tough one. Um, I don't know. I, you know, for me, I it, it's probably along the lines of some of what I just talked about, which is that um, you know, really, it's it's interesting. I mean, and I would even say in in raising your kids, right?
1: And um, mm-hmm.
0: like raise the next generation of, of kids whose happiness comes from within. Um, that's what I would love to see because I, you know, my kids are far from perfect. um, you know, but one of the things we talked about from very young was, you know, even when the kids would say, Oh, I'm bored. I'd be like, now the B word is, you know, that's like a curse word in our house. I was like, look, here's the thing. I will provide you with a house and food and transportation and education. But your happiness is up to you. That you alone are in charge of being happy. Don't ever, you're not going to rely on me as your parent. You're not going to rely on your significant other. You're not going to rely on your friends. You will be in charge of that your whole life. Mm -hmm. And to me, I think we need to shift that. For this next generation, um, because we've got so much focused on external validation. And it starts from, you know, from even us as parents, right? We wanna get our kids, we wanna give our kids everything they want, and we want them to be happy, and we wanna try to make them happy, and we we entertain them. Mm -hmm. Um, But to me, there's that level of skill set that we need to rebuild that allows that happiness really to truly come from within. Um, because that's a skill that's going to matter to them their entire life,
1: ultimately, I think uh, what you just said contributes to them being independent in 100%. the first place. so that's Absolutely. that's that's very awesome. That's very I, I really, really like that philosophy, Joe <laughs> <laughs> um, What is next for Kith and Kim?
0: Yeah. so Kith and Kim, um, uh, so we're out in the market now. We've got our first three thousand users. Um, we're really excited. Um, You know, we've gotten great feedback and kind of folks coming out of the woodwork and telling us how they've been searching for something like this for years um, because they've struggled, right? People have struggled to figure out how to effectively manage all kinds of information, um, not just health, right? Because um, the more people you have in your life, the more stuff they have, the more stuff you're in charge of. Um, and yeah. when you have that kin keeper playing air traffic control for all the appointments and reminders and central intelligence, making sure everybody knows what they need to know, when they need to know it, it's exhausting. Um, it's a huge pressure point. And so for us, it's just, it is about continuing to grow that. It's about getting the word out about um, about the the company. And really the, you know, the simplicity of the tool um, is in really that mirroring of human behavior. So we're just looking to get more folks using it and, and engaged and giving us more feedback so that we can build and grow um, you know, for the people at the center of it.
1: Jill, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today.
0: Yeah, well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Everyone, this was Jill, Michelle from Keith and Kin. We encourage all of you to go check their website and they're doing something amazing for our healthcare system and definitely worth having a look. We encourage all of you also to check our social media for updates and tune back in same time tomorrow. Thank you.